0: Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. If you're listening
1: to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I am Brianna. And you guys, we are back for another episode review. Uh, I couldn't promise the two episode reviews in a month, but uh, again, we have plenty of interviews for you guys um, in the meantime, so hopefully you check some of that out. Brianna, yes. how are you doing?
0: Um, I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, uh, things, things been good for me. Um, I, I put out a short episode, if you guys saw that on the feed, it was, um, the announcement of Cobra Kai being added to the Paley Fest, uh, lineup this year, 2022 in April, April 8th to be exact. So, um, I will be attending that, looking forward to it, and hoping to coordinate some sort of Cobra Kai fans slash companion meetup.
0: Oh, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, so... Don't know if we're going to do it before or after the event because uh, the event is at 7 30 p.m la time so you would imagine hour or two ish afterwards that that might be late for some so i'm just waiting to hear back from other four other things uh before i um you know make i guess um yeah pick a date and time and, and place and all that but if you guys are attending and are interested in such a meetup. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, and I'll announce all of those at the end of the episode. So, um, yeah, I would definitely like to uh, meet you know our listeners uh, if you guys are attending, and um, you know we'll have a good time. So, I think a good time will be had by all. Absolutely. Uh, anything you think we can put out some house cleaning, whether it's us or just Cobra Kai related.
0: Uh, well, some housekeeping for us, for the YouTube channel, still trying to get my feet under me with the, um, daily episodes. There have been a few times I've managed to pull it off, um, and, uh, hope to get that solidified within the next couple of weeks to where we've got a a regular schedule of postings on the YouTube channel. Um, it was a little bit more, uh, ambitious than I was expecting,
1: And nothing new on my end here. Like I I say that all the time.
0: Right. (laughs) I've, I've got them, I've got them recorded and I've got, you know, so I've got audio for all of them. And if we were doing an audio podcast, it would be awesome. But, um, I'm having a heck of a time getting the video processing done. So, but. Bear with me. I will I will make it happen. It will absolutely happen. Um I know we've not had a Companion After Dark episode in a couple of weeks. Um we will be back Saturday at uh nine PM Central, um nine nine p.m. to ten thirty, and hopefully have very, very special guests um that everyone will be interested in. So keep your eyes open for that.
1: Ooh, I, I'm, I'm interested. Um, let's see. I don't think we announced it, uh, the last time we did an episode review. Uh, and if we did, well, this is, this is for those that uh, missed it, but, um, uh, Martin Cove, uh, has a podcast with, uh, Jesse and Rachel, his twin, twin children, uh, ch- children, young adults. Um, and it's, it's a great show. It, it's, it's, um, it's one of my favorite Cobra Kai podcasts, obviously. Uh, but it's I I every episode I listen to I come away with it feeling like I learned something like I feel smarter for listening to their podcast. Oh so, wow! Yeah, if you guys have not yet checked it out, be sure to subscribe. Uh, I, I believe you know it's everywhere you can find it. Uh, kicking it with the coves. So I think uh, four episodes up at this point, one of which uh, also had guest uh, Leo Birnberg, one of the composers. Um, on this latest one, they had a. Uh, a sort of therapist or psychologist of sorts. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really good. They get in like, okay. So the last episode here is called the strike first mentality of Cobra Kai. So they really get into some um, topics and issues that made me kind of re, uh, had me um, kind of reconsider the way I react to disciplining my kids, you know, one in particular. So um, again, I, I came away with it, uh, you know, wanting to better myself, and wow. without that podcast, I feel like I'd still be like, you know, Daniel from 408, um, which you know, there's still glimpses of that. But um, yeah, just I definitely check it out. If you check out one episode and don't like it, maybe it's not for you. But I, I'm enjoying every single one, and every Thursday, I am looking forward to a brand new episode. So check it out. We weren't sponsored, so but it's right. Yeah, you know, definitely mm-hmm. my um, recommendation there. Uh, no news of anything else, uh, Cobra Kai, but Peyton List. Uh, she did have a uh, makeup line uh, play P L E Y uh, that that released, and um, some really great pictures of her with like Joe and Hannah Keppel. I think Mary was there, Gianni. So a few of those were at like the. I, I believe it's a launch party. So if that's something that interests you, uh, definitely uh, check it out. Yeah, the um, ad I-
0: was the ad was really really awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Check out the ad too. So, um,
0: uh, we do have a little bit more actually housekeeping in the Cobra okay. Kai world. Right. We have a critics choice nomination for. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Best action show. And we have two acting nominations. Unfortunately, both for best lead actor and it's Ralph and Billy. Mm hmm and at the time i I said this is both our greatest dream and our biggest nightmare because they both can't win right and um i I really hate to see them both nominated because I have this feeling that all they're going to really do is steal votes from each other which would result in neither of them winning yeah but it's still awesome critics Choice award nomination is is uh i mean it's not quite the Emmys but it's it's pretty good.
1: Look, it's, it's recognition for our little show that could. You it know, is. We'd, yeah, we've come a long way. So any accolades, we're going to welcome it, right? So, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, that's all I could think of for now. And anything else? Uh, Zach up and the- Leo. Uh, they did host something recently. Um, oh, gosh, they were
0: presenters at a um, like a university kind of symposium. Um, what was the It was uh, for composers, for uh, composer majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, I believe, uh, Leo or Zach, one or one of them, um, posted the video of it after it was over. So if you want to see that, um, you know, check, out, okay, check out Zach's, uh, Zach's timeline there on Twitter, Zach Robinson. And, uh, you can give that a look too. If you're interested in composing or interested in music, um, probably most definitely worth it. I could sit and listen to those two talk music. All day long.
1: Okay. Yeah, and that's if that's your thing, definitely check out Leo's guest spot on Kicking It With The Coves. Um, not going to lie, I got a little jealous when Jesse said that. Uh, I th- I think that we just become best friends. He said that. I go, wait a minute now. What about me? <laughs> oh, so. But uh, yeah, they, they were, they, you know, um, I, I think they both shared kind of like, uh, I, I guess Jesse used to do like stop motion stuff with like Legos and Leo did too. So they were kind of connecting um, as they were finding out there with Leo's uh, sharing his backstory and stuff. So a lot of fun stuff, a lot of good tidbits. And, um, you know, and, and, and again, Martin Cove's on there and he shares such great stories. It's just a joy. He's a, a joy to listen to as they uh, they all are, really.
0: Yeah. Marty is a great storyteller.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here we go with uh, our review of 402. This is titled First Learn Stan, uh, directed by uh, John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, just like the previous episode. Uh, but this one, this one is written by Joe Pierrelli, sorry, Joe Pieroli and Luan Thomas, who we previously spoke with. So if you missed that interview, definitely go check it out because they give you, actually, that interview is all about this episode. Yes. So you you get to find out some, some goodies um, from that one. And as always, our synopsis is provided by Amy. She writes, Right at the start, we meet Kenny, sweet, innocent, soon-to-be catfish, straight over to the dark side, Kenny. And who is doing the bullying and subsequent catfishing? A bunch of random tweens and Anthony LaRusso, who all learn quickly that Kenny might be a little gullible, but he's also really, really fast. And at the end, we also learn something. Kenny is Sean Payne's little brother. In other LaRusso news, Amanda confronts Tori at her job and inadvertently gets her fired. After an encounter with Creese at Trader Foes, she, <laughs> she learns a little more about Tori's less-than-stellar home life and does what wealthy people do when they don't know how to solve a problem. She tries to give her food. It backfires and Tori calls her out on it. As a side note, Anoush is, again, reminded that these people all take karate way too seriously and he should probably just move at this point. The show is called Cobra Kai, but Miyagi-Do versus Eagle Fang is where we live right now. Daniel and Johnny are both trying in their own ways, but they can't find that common ground needed to teach their kids. Daniel dismisses Eagle Fang outright, and Johnny doesn't understand why Daniel can't accept that Miyagi-Do alone isn't going to solve their crease problem. So, what do they do? Train each other in semi-comical... Uh, And weirdly moving montages where Johnny winds up quietly absorbing the Miyagi lessons and Daniel lets out his inner badass in an abandoned warehouse. At a seemingly celebratory hockey game, Johnny antagonizes players, sets up Daniel for a brawl, has a gigantic soft pretzel and proves that he actually does listen when Daniel speaks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, does he listen. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah. It's every a word.
1: Selective hearing. Uh, every three words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three, three yeah, three words, rather. Three words. But, yeah. you know, if
0: he hadn't given Daniel crap about those those three words. Or no, it was three different words. No, it was those three words.
1: Yeah, three words. Yeah, those three yeah.
0: words. I got confused with the title. I was like, oh, that's three words. He doesn't <laughs> know that one yet. No, never right.
1: mind. No, no, no. I, I mean, he may have. I mean, there was a montage of him going over the Miyagi history, so maybe. Right, right. We don't maybe. know. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Well, um... Side of the rope, you know, walked in the middle, squished like grape. I feel like right. that might have come around during that uh, conversation, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So well, he was this... painting the
0: fence. Or, exactly. no, he was putting the hammer in the fence, the nail in the fence.
1: Right, right. With one there smack. You go. Uh, so, we open up in a, on an introduction of a new character, Kenny. This is very similar to the opening of Tom Hanks Big, where he's also playing a computer game before school. Uh, we see that his username is Kenny the Jet. Luan Thomas said that he's the fan of uh, of one Kenny. Um, and what's your thoughts on this? Uh, he's up early and playing games mm-hmm. on his first day of school.
0: Um, he looks very much like every you know, 12, 13-year-old boy I've ever met and or raised. Um, I like the, the Kenny the Jet because, you know, obviously he is super fast. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, also I'm a huge fan of Elton John. Okay. So anything that makes me think of Elton John, which Benny and the jets. Um, but I don't know quite why the 99 is there. My son, number two son was born in 1999
1: and he's 23. Yeah. That, that's gotta be, I, I didn't look up to see when like, you know, um, you know, maybe it's related to Kenny, the jet, um, I'm I'm not exactly sure because we see later with Leah I'm assuming like her part of her username on Instagram is 05 I'm assuming that's when she was born. Right. Her character, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a good question. It, it could just be a thing. It could be 99 maybe maybe Sean's, you know, born in 99.
0: That's possible.
1: Yeah. So, um, let's see. I I I just thought it was interesting because my nine-year-old, um, who's you know obviously a little bit younger than Kenny here, he doesn't play games in the morning because we're very much like, all right, you, you're going to wake up, you're going to get ready, you're going to eat, and we're out the door. So he has no time to to really play. But um, you know, we see Kenny sets an alarm, right? So it sounds like it's a, it's a it's something that he does often. But I'm thinking, you know, obviously new kid doesn't have friends, and so that's so what he's doing.
0: Right. Um, and and plus, if this is an online presence. Then um, he, he, you know, potentially has friends online in the game. This right. is, you know, very much a uh, kind of a Minecraft
1: mm-hmm.
0: clone. It looks like, or a uh, oh, what's that other one? It's the one I tried uh, to play. Blocks, Roblox. I, um, yeah, Roblox. Um, but there was that other one that I tried to play, Fortnite.
1: Fortnite. Um, right. Right. right.
0: Because that's all about building, too. And you've got human characters. and But the, the trees are all low poly. And, and uh, you know, when, the, when we zoom out, we find out that he does not have any adult supervision at home when he's getting ready anyway.
1: Right. right. So, um, he's getting ready. And uh, in the kitchen, we see that his mom had baked Rice Krispie treats with M&Ms. And uh, she left him a little note to wish him on his first day of school. Wish him... Wish what does she wish him like just to have a good day at school? Um yeah. and reminds him not to miss the bus, which is capitalized. So maybe it happened before.
0: Uh potentially. I mean, he's her son, so she's going to know his habit of playing video games. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm I am curious. Um, this is obviously you know back after Christmas break, right? So this is the middle of January ish or beginning of January.
1: First um, quarter of the next year, 2019.
0: Right, right. Yeah. The first day, the first day of the next semester. Um, but if Sean is in the juvenile detention facility, potentially, you know, in wherever that is, somewhere in the valley, since it's the one that, uh, Robbie was sent to, uh, wouldn't they have lived in this area for a while?
1: I don't know about for a while. Um, because uh, th- th- there's a little thing that I kind of not picked up on, but there's something that Kenny's dad says that made me think that they just moved there to that area entirely. But, I mean, Kenny does visit Sean later by himself, so how does one get there? You know what I mean? Um,
0: a bus, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, m- maybe not too far. Maybe, you know, uh, a town over. Uh, it's It's got to be something close enough that Kenny is, you know, that he can – uh, take some sort of transportation that is not too far away or it's gonna to take too long to get him to go see Sean right so um yeah uh, one of those things like if we look too hard then you know it's not gonna make a whole lot of sense but right that's, that's right it. right, yeah, right it's a good one though um, but that's that's, mean, the,
0: that's the good box of intimans by the way that he's dipping into that's the the um chocolate and the powdered sugar and the um ever flavorful coconut crunch it's like my
1: favorite well, i mean that's help, it helps you go fast right um, right but yeah I, I also noted that you know it is hard to keep friends when you're an army brat so when you're moving around all the time you know um it, it's hard to keep them because it's not like they can ride their bikes over all the time because it just might be too far
0: right and i mean this is a very nice house beautiful beautiful uh, fireplace chimney Nice, big, open concept. You know, it's it's not like he's, uh, you know, um, well, he, he wouldn't be with his father in the military and then his, whatever his mom does. Uh, she's obviously at the office a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot. Yep. So
0: um, I like Kenny's little dance and I love oh, yeah. that he's so excited and he gets so into his music and there is nothing wrong with it.
1: No. And you know, I, I wanted just to do a quick video of me doing that same dance. You know, like a Kenny challenge.
0: You should. It would be awesome. I, well,
1: the weather hasn't quite permitted. And when it has, I'm like tired as all hell.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> but,
1: but I, I remember like kind of early on, um, not too long after uh, season four came out, I was just like, I want, you know what, I want to do that. And I'm just kind to put it out there and see if people want to, you know, uh, follow along and do a Kenny challenge. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I end up doing it or not.
0: Uh, you know, his his sprinkler skills are pretty epic here.
1: Yeah. Do you think you I, can do I, I a sprinkler about that well? Um, I mean I can try, right? So <laughs> do or do not right.
0: Right. There is right. no try. Wait. Well, wrong wrong to... franchise. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I shouldn't have gone there then. Um he walks to the bus, as you said, and uh, um, you know, he's getting down to the music and the bus pulls up and honks because his back was turned, and he is immediately embarrassed, you know, all brand new kids here. Um, on the bus, the kids are teasing him. Uh, new characters: Zach, Marcus, and Slade, and we see Anthony is part of this clique that's giving him a hard time. Um, do you remember your reaction to seeing Anthony part of this group? Um,
0: it, actually, my my initial reaction to seeing this was like, "Oh, that's why he's part of Kenny's storyline." I was supremely disappointed. Yeah. Um, mine, mine was very like, much like, you, you, oh, damn. Yeah, like, you know better. You, you've been raised better than that. What is wrong with you?
1: You yeah. know, and, this, and this, your this father kid, uh, would
0: kill you if he could see you right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is a kid who got kicked out of, like, uh, sleepovers, you know? <laughs> so.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I wonder which one of their moms just absolutely cannot stand Anthony.
1: And we don't even necessarily know if these are those kids. Like, maybe this is a newer clique. Because it is middle school, you know. I, I feel most middle schools are, like, 7th and 8th grade.
0: hmm Yeah. So, uh, or I, either 5th through 8th or 6th through ninth sometimes. But It, I, I it guess varies in, from
1: place to in, place, in, I guess. In theory, we've only seen them for 7th and 8th grade. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: well, uh, providing he was 11 when we started... Um, but, you know, it, it, he just, massive growth spurt, which oh, yeah. gets addressed, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely Hilariously. Happened. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. We see Daniel exit from inside Miyagi-Do uh, with the floor sanders, heads over to the sparring desk to see Johnny with one of those industrial-sized floor sanders. Um, him whistling, did you catch the uh, little Easter egg there?
0: He's, he's uh, uh, whistling, uh, my sweet Lord.
1: Is it? You know, wait, not the Beatles song, is it? Yeah. I thought well, it's was... John Lennon. No, oh. I, I thought he was whistling the thing from when he was uh, took the Sanders from Miyagi in the first movie.
0: Yeah. The Hari Krishna, Hare Krishna. That's, That's part of Lord? My Sweet Lord. Yes. I
1: didn't know that. I know yes. My Sweet Lord. I just didn't, I don't know that part. Yeah, hmm. it's at
0: the very end.
1: I mean, it's a song I'm familiar with, but I, I don't know, like, every part of it, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: more of a, like, here comes the sun kind of guy, you know?
0: Oh,
1: you're a mainstream Beatles fan. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Casual, as, as what we would call it. Okay. Casual, or more, you know, familiar with their poppy stuff. I mean, I, I probably know some of the, you know, some obscure stuff, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like I'm a big, you know, Beatle maniac or anything like that. Eh, fair and valid. Yeah, I think I'm more of a Elvis guy than Beatles. So, um, to see. Daniel gets upset that Johnny just ruined a week of training. Daniel asks if his lesson plan would have been to line the kids up and throw forward strikes, to which Johnny says he goes by feel, and we get a nice callback to the cement mixer in season two. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I I really like that. It's so subtle, too. He just casually throws that out there. Right.
0: Yeah. Now, you did what? What? Right.
1: Right. Um, they talk about respecting one style of karate, and Daniel says he will talk karate is for defense. And Johnny counters with some kids uh, need a little aggression. They agree to teach each other's style of karate. And Johnny spits in his palm and offers to shake on it, and Daniel says he's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that the, that look of disgust on his face. You know, we because we saw the the um, like promo photo of Johnny holding his hand out and. Um, you know, we were talking about whether or not he'd spit in his palm and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, he's done something because Daniel is looking at his hand with absolute disgust. Oh, yeah. I didn't get what I wanted, which was Daniel to slap one of the sanders in his hand. But, you know.
1: Yeah. oh Well, and, and I was hoping that uh, it'd come around during the tournament that Daniel would do it back to him. So,
0: Right. Yeah, oh, that would have been awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, Daniel uh, doesn't
0: but- strike me as a spit in the hand kind of guy, though.
1: He doesn't, but you know, like, like maybe if they hadn't just made up then during the tournament, like if it was kind of, (laughs) you know, if if they made up like prior to that episode, like maybe eight, um, you know, early enough in nine and not in 10, maybe like they had built, you know, a a stronger bond that Daniel would have been comfortable enough to have done that.
0: Well, Hey, why not make up by,
1: I'm doing this to my buddy, you know?
0: Right. Right. But why not make up by swapping bodily fluids?
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> we, we cut to Tori cleaning up the table, uh, a table at her job, goes to another table to take an order, and it's Amanda. Um, she's there to tell her to stay the hell away from her daughter, and, thinks, and things get awkward. Very. It does. Um, tells her about the reminders of the mess she made at their house and how Sam has to cover up her bruises and scars, and also she's not locked up because Sam... Asked her not to drag out this ordeal. Right. Do you believe that?
0: Um, yeah, okay. I do. I really do. Because Sam was so traumatized by everything that happened. I can't see her wanting to relive any of that by having to testify against Tori. And, and and then, you know, what's going to happen anyway? Tori's going to be put back on probation because she is her mother's caregiver. You know, she didn't go to jail the first time, so she's not going to go to jail second time either.
1: Yeah, and but. I guess if, if you think about how things ended in um, 310, you know, Tori's the one that left. You know, I mean, she really had no choice, but it's not like right. she was chased out or, or anything like that. Like, it, it kind of ended... And she left. And so you would imagine that afterwards, when Daniel and Amanda finally came home, they talked about what happened. And it's like, look, Mom and Dad, don't, just, just leave it alone. She left. It's, it's fine. So I guess I could see that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, Daniel's reaction to that was completely reasonable and rational and not at all hot-headed. Um, and had nothing to do with him going to kick the living shit out of Greece.
1: Well, what what happened was Johnny hit the the Miyagi Fang signal, right? And, right. and Daniel came came running. Yeah, still in that's, his
0: yeah, still in his blue velvet pants.
1: That's why he still yeah. Yeah, because I mean that's what the signal for. Is like, hey buddy, I need your help. You drop everything and you go. There you go. No, no. <laughs> um, she wants to know if uh, Tori got the message. Tori asked what if she didn't, and Amanda says that would be a mistake. Uh, this customer ticks her off because he can't hear that she's in the middle of a heat exchange and gets fired. Um, Yeah, yeah. go
0: ahead. I was going to say, uh, Amanda feels like she got her fired because the situation would not have happened had Amanda not pushed it. Right. But Tori got herself fired by turning around and it, telling a customer to shut the hell up. You right. don't do that, and what we saw of her—the little glimpse that we saw of her—and then from you know what we know about her from seeing her at the skating rink, she was very good at her job. Yeah, right. Her her tone of voice was was perfect, and you know she's she's very good at at waiting tables, and that's that's clear. She's very good at her job.
1: I mean, and, and just what you said there—you know, she walks up to Amanda her demeanor is very nice cuz mm-hmm. seconds ago we just saw her cleaning up a table underwhelmed with what the previous patron had tipped her
0: yeah it was a you know, it was a definite low ball
1: yeah and she could have just walked up to Amanda and you you would hear the annoyance in her voice but instead she tries to you know kind of just keep her composure and ask in a professional manner so right yeah i see that no she she's a good worker um yeah the, the, the temper like you know you got to keep that under control when you're on the clock
0: Right. Right. I mean, I I, I understand that she was pushed into a corner and, you know, then people start looking at Amanda funny as she's standing there. But it doesn't really I mean, yeah, Amanda was there and she caused it. But but Tori knew better.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's unfortunate, too, because it it sounds like this this manager, he was probably just waiting for an opportunity to fire um, fire her because. I'm not saying that this has happened before, but I'm sure there's been some behavior stuff that, that they have noticed that, you know, obviously she's not like employee of the month or anything like that.
0: Right. Yeah, no.
1: Um, so uh, as she leaves, she tells the patrons that the restaurant received a B on the health inspection and tells the soup guy that she saw one of the cooks dip his balls in the soup, which uh, he then declines. Would you believe would have believed her? I don't know if I would have.
0: Um, I absolutely would have. Um, and I would have had that cook arrested because that is a crime against me, so? You
1: know, uh, 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 amongst other things, but...
0: Um, <laughs> amongst other kinds of crimes. And, and yeah. I'm not
1: saying that like cooks and people that work in the kitchen do that voluntarily, but I feel if it does happen, it's because the customer was a problem this guy seemed like a nice guy, you know, he, he just, who was waiting on his soup. He shouldn't have asked while Tori is quote unquote, taking someone else's order, you know, but yeah, I don't know. If I would have believed her, but maybe I wouldn't have. Canceled yeah. That. He Probably really should have, have left her alone. I or- mean,
0: provided that, that um, Amanda was just a difficult customer rather than someone that she had a, a personal conflict with. She would not have been able to turn around and talk to him anyway. Because then she'd have been diverting her attention away from the customer she was waiting on.
1: Right. Yeah. So. It's just a super awkward situation to be in. So, like, yeah. like Amanda, this isn't a good color on you right now. Um no. and, and Tori, like, say what you want. She's also a, like, you know, I'm going to say child. Like, I know she's a teenager, but she's still, like, in comparison here to a grown adult visiting a child at her work, you know? Right. Um. We got, uh, oh, wait. Oh, I, I just wrote down Robbie's line from the previous episode. What did you think was going to happen? And that's really in reference to Amanda. So, like, Amanda, what were you thinking? You know what I mean? Like, did you think you were just going to show up and it was going to be all sunshine and roses? You know, that it would just be okay? So, that's why I put that down as a note. I don't know if you agree oh. with that.
0: No, I, I, I do. Ama- yeah. I mean, Amanda forced the situation by going there. Yeah. She really did. And – um But for, you know, Amanda's character development later in the season, we needed her to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, We cut to West Valley Middle School. Looks like the kids are in PE and we have another character intro uh, by the name of Leah. We also see Anthony admiring her from afar. And I'm a little confused if this is uh, the gym teacher or coach.
0: Um, I think it's the gym teacher because there are kids that aren't playing basketball that are walking laps around the gym and they're playing shirts and pennies. You know, there's 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 some kids in pennies and some just in their their uh, gym suits. So that that at least in my experience, um, the the pennies like didn't come out for basketball practice. They were only for when you were playing basketball in gym.
1: I mean, he he could also be, like, also the the coach.
0: Uh, Yeah, he may be. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time PE teachers are, you know, basketball coaches and things like that, especially in middle school.
1: Uh, Let's see. He calls on Anthony and the friends, plus Kenny, to play some basketball. Uh, Kenny's Mm -hmm. got some handles and blows by for an easy layup. Uh, Anthony has the ball and his shot is blocked by Kenny, but it accidentally hits him in the face. Uh, Zach eggs him on to bust out that karate, and Anthony tells him he can't because those moves cause permanent brain damage. Um, I had wondered if this, I mean, I, I guess it's got to be a coincidence because he's never really talked to Johnny, but that's something Johnny said in Season 2 where um, you know they, they thought that like uh, Miyagi... Cheek in their butts caused like brain damage to Tommy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my buddy Tommy got brain damage from that fight.
1: <laughs> oh, what was that season one? Maybe that was season, that was one. season one. That was part of his story okay. to Miguel. Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah. During Johnny's story, the uh, the song. Okay, yep. yeah. <laughs> so call back to season one, not two. Um, I thought that was funny. Uh, that so was. I thought that maybe he's lying to fit in. Obviously, um, I think that's pretty pretty obvious. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, everyone
0: just assumes because he's he's Daniel uh, he's LaRusso. LaRusso's son right. that he knows.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, well, I guess Sam hadn't, as far as we know, hasn't previously competed in all the valleys. So they wouldn't have seen, like, Samantha LaRusso in a previous um, tournament. So, yeah, maybe just um, that he's Daniel's son. Right. <laughs> Daniel's son. Um, she, yeah. let's see, Leah... No, Kenny comes to... A, Jesus, I'm missing something's here.
0: D- Kenny comes to Jesus? Really?
1: <laughs> Kenny comes I to apologize, that scene. and Anthony is pissed and thinks it was on purpose. Uh, Leah comes over to de-escalate, and she advises Kenny to ignore them and thinks uh, his Dungeon Lord shirt is dope. Uh, Anthony, visibly upset in the background.
0: Uh, he is, and then we end the scene pretty well the way we started it, only... Instead of Anthony longingly watching Leah from across the gym,
1: now it's Kenny. hmm right. Um, we cut back to Johnny painting Miyagi-Do side to side. Uh, Johnny says he could have had it finished in two minutes with a paint sprayer, and Daniel responds that he'll be missing the point of the lesson. Um, why doesn't Daniel start by explaining the point of the lesson, do you think?
0: Um... Well, because he wants to do it the way Mr. Miyagi did it with him and the way that he's done it with all of the students so far. You don't tell them what they're learning. It, the, the I mean, even Dimitri knew that he was learning, but he couldn't figure out what. That's why he's like, oh, can I do a workbook or something? Um, so this is like Johnny's version of why isn't there a workbook? Um, I think Daniel wants the lessons to speak for themselves, and he wants to give Johnny that aha moment where he starts using these blocks against Daniel and goes,
1: Hey, this is awesome right yeah, I but suppose I gotta also- say that uh-huh.
0: for you know a fifty sixty seventy year old you know cedar wooden siding, um this is in really good shape,
1: yeah, I mean, could have uh, remodeled it at some point over the three decades.
0: Potentially, yeah,
1: maybe you know, yeah, because um, it's obviously it's been painted uh painted at least twice in this series so far,
0: oh God, every single one of those kids had a hand in painting that house. Yeah. We saw Robbie and Daniel painting it, we saw Dimitri painting it, uh we've seen uh, now Johnny, and I'm sure that you know the other kids were involved in painting it too, yeah, uh, when they first came over from Cobra Kai.
1: Um, he does tell Johnny if he wants to learn how to fight defensively, he has to change his instincts. Uh, Daniel tells Johnny he missed a spot and annoyed, Johnny says he's done with this. Um, continues with offense, will always be more badass. And then Daniel karate chops the top of Johnny's beer bottle, a la Mr. Miyagi in the first movie. Um, yes. I was surprised to see that. And, you know, again, this is, this is what I love about like, all of the writers, their patience. And not giving us everything from the movies in the first two seasons, you know,
0: right, right. And this is a big one. And you know, it, it, they didn't go so far as to have you know Johnny ask him how the hell he did that, and Daniel to say, "I I don't know. It's my first time." So um, maybe Daniel has just practiced breaking beer bottles. I don't I don't know.
1: I mean, um, I mean, you, you would imagine he continued learning with Miyagi after the events of Part Three. Uh, And I'd imagine even after part four, um, and that has to have come up at some point, right? Hey, can you teach me that bottle thing that you did the one time or you, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's just a, what is it? A a knife hand strike or something like that. It's called. Sure. Um, it's, it's just the, the basic like
1: chop, chop. you
0: know, um,
1: but Johnny
0: did have it coming. If you're going to insult my beer, you don't get to drink it.
1: Fair enough. Of right? Work. <laughs> 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 I mean, you could take it back. But sure, if you want to chop the bottle, you know.
0: Hey.
1: You know, as long as you don't cut his hand. So I guess it's right. good. Um, Johnny tells, no. Um, J- uh, Daniel tells Johnny that Miyagi-Do may be boring and reminds him of the two times it saved his life. Uh, we flash back to an alternate line of Johnny telling Kreese he sucks while being choked out in the opening of the second movie. And mm-hmm. shout out to Becky, who asked John about it on Twitter. Awesome. mm mm-hmm. uh, Daniel says no one was more badass than Mr. Miyagi, and Johnny continues his training because he says 100% facts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. And and uh, Johnny first you know, starts looking... A little chastised when he's talking about offense will always be more badass. And Daniel's mm-hmm. like, well, it was badass enough when I saved your ass two weeks ago. You know, yeah. um, it, it, uh, it, it kind of gave him a new perspective on it. And I, I like how quickly he went right back to it. And he's just like determination on his face. And this, the, the, the shot that I'm looking at right now is of Daniel looking forward and Johnny looking back toward the house and Johnny's walking past so they're facing different directions but they just it it's a it's a beautiful shot and Johnny is just so immediately invested in this yeah like i mean it's not like it it it's not a magic magic pill it's not going to you know solve all of he and daniel's problems immediately but Giving him that perspective on what he's doing, I think, was, he's, like, all into this. He appreciates it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. I I love Billy's face acting. We we talk about that a lot, the face acting. Uh, We got to Robbie teaching Cobra Kai Miyagi-Do techniques. Um, explains why Miyagi do or Miyagi. yeah Miyagi do is difficult to learn and that the blocks are incredibly precise. Uh, he has Tori demonstrate wax on wax off. Cre uh, steps in and adds that Miyagi do has one tiny flaw. Their entire style is reactive, which means their moves are counter moves. Um, and then being in the control, they can use that to set traps. Yeah. A lot of us uh, were very unhappy with Robbie at this point
0: incredibly this was my first um cover your ears fuck you robbie of the season
1: uh mind your own goddamn business robbie
0: well he is minding uh, his own
1: goddamn business yeah but I, I, I guess that doesn't apply here yeah uh, no just call back to season one reviews right um, right
0: poor tom <laughs> yeah, yeah mind your own goddamn business daniel
1: yeah <laughs> uh robbie asked Tori to then show him paint the fence but adds a sweep to which he didn't see coming and uh, he says it was part of the lesson uh, she takes him down, flips him over, and Kreese stops her before she punches him and then calls her to the office. So you were mentioning one of those um, pictures that released uh, pre-season uh, four airing, and I kind of said that. The way she had her arm cocked back and the way Kreese was standing behind her, I felt like he was about to stop her and say, hey, you know, cut it out or whatever. So n- not too far off.
0: Yeah, I, I did not expect that. I mean, I knew that Robbie is laying there and he's he's not, like, making a move to hit her. But I did not expect Crease to call her off.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, he does ask her what's wrong, and she tells him that she lost her job. Uh, and, it, and he asks if she feels sorry for herself. Uh, she doesn't know how or what to answer. And he continues to use that when something bad happens, you have two choices you let it tear you down, or you let it build you up. And sometimes a step backwards opens a new path forward. And I love that. Um, basically, are you going to let history repeat itself or do something different to change the outcome?
0: Yeah. uh, He actually gives her remarkably sage advice for who he is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kreese tries to dig deeper and ask what happened, and we end there. Yeah. Um, Kenny is getting home from school and receives a call from his dad, Major Payne. No, not that one, this one. Um, right i do notice a combat patch on his uniform so obviously he has served overseas and there's a photo of him and another soldier in his office um and just a little something i noticed i appreciate like the look of authenticity like the way they're holding their weapons even for a photo uh, because sometimes you know maybe people don't do enough research and uh, they're holding the the weapon like incorrectly, or you know something is usually off in movies as well. And I don't know if that's on purpose, but it always bothers me when they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that and and uh, what I notice here, especially after uh, talking to um, to uh, Luan and Joe about it. Um, it does look a little absurd him having the, the strap of his duffel bag over his name tag the whole time. He sat down in a chair. Why is he still holding the duffel bag over his shoulder?
1: Well, I mean, uh, John and Hayden addressed that in, in our yeah. interview. Yeah. Yeah. So go back to that. They and look had to cover it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly for the reveal. Otherwise, you'd already make that connection right then and there if you right. weren't already theorizing it. Um but yeah again just like the the patches obviously frank did his frank homer did his research and knew that combat patches go on your right shoulder so um looks great to me uh let's see uh, Major Payne asked his son about his first day. We find out that they moved mid-school year, which we already mentioned. Um, right. This tells me that his father was reassigned to a new duty station. Because if it was temporary, they probably wouldn't have moved. So that's kind of addressing what you brought up earlier.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, because um, there's a, what is it called? T- TDY, permanent duty for a year. Te- temporary duty for a year, P- PC it's been so long but uh my veterans are probably yelling at me now through the through the speaker oh well but anyway yeah yeah just the fact that uh, they kind of up and this this looks more of a a permanent so um his mom works busy enough that she's always at the office so must work really early because we saw you know Kenny up early enough to play games before he goes to school um, his dad also tells him that she's going to need him to help out after what happened with his brother. So, mm-hmm. you know, we already know who it is, but obviously that they're setting that up for a reveal. Right. Um, he goes to play Dungeon Lord and gets a friend request to play from Princess Leah, and he accepts it.
0: Um, I like his bedroom. I mean, it's, it's a little neater than I would expect a 13 year old to be. Yeah. But, um, he's got like on, uh, above his dresser, he's got. This huge Bendy and in the Ink Machine, it looks like poster. Um, and he's got anime drawings and, and video game drawings and posters all over his walls. Um, he's got a bitchin' like demon right behind his monitor. Um, and uh, you can tell that, you know, video games, as with so many, is his life.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and it, they don't look like they moved in recently too. So m- maybe this is right after winter break. You know, there's like no boxes in sight.
0: Yeah, that's a, yeah. I think they moved over winter break. Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: Uh, we go to a training montage with Johnny learning Miyagi Do as Daniel tells him about the history of Miyagi Do. Uh, and that Bill Conti score, love it.
0: Oh God, yes.
1: Uh, do you have any? It's amazing intellectual...
0: to hear that played over Johnny.
1: And, and when know? did we first hear that? Because I know there is like variations of this same song, right? Like in the other movies, is it, doesn't part three have something similar, but not exactly um, the same.
0: Not exactly the same. This is training hard, I believe.
1: From the first movie? Um
0: yeah. This is this is like Daniel, Daniel on on alone boat. out yeah. on the boat. Right, right. Yeah, okay. and then learning the crane. Uh,
1: Johnny falls off into the pond, which we, um, John and Hayden, kind of shared how you know Billy wanted to do it himself, so. Fun fact there. It um, says uh, it's not level, and he doesn't see himself using any of this in a real fight. Uh, Johnny tells him Mr. Miyagi said the best defense in all of karate is no be there. And Daniel says they're done, and Johnny tells him to get ready to learn real man karate. Which you said that's actually not a bad name for, uh, for a dojo.
0: Yeah, real man karate. Yeah, that's better than eagle fang.
1: Yeah, um, well, I mean, I I don't know. Around saying like, "Yeah, real man, real man karate," you know, right? I know. eagle Fang, Like, I, I think it's better than real man karate.
0: I don't know. He'd probably get sued by Hungry Man or something. Maybe. Um. But uh, I, I, I. It kind of is cringy to me. It, it kind of grates on my ears when I hear Daniel. Yes, he is repeating Mister Miyagi's exact words. Uh huh. Don't drop words out of your sentence, Daniel, because you don't talk like that. And I know you're doing it very reverently, but it's
1: also really cringy. Is it? Okay. To right. me, it
0: is anyway.
1: Yeah. Th- to me, like, he's he's quoting him, you know? So, he, he
0: is. He and, is. And, but-
1: and you wouldn't be quoting him if you're correcting the English on the spot, too. So, I, I guess I can see it both ways, but... Um, j- just to add my two cents, it it doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, it just it it you got to remember though, I'm the one that is like my only complaint about the Karate Kid Part Two is the way Daniel pronounces karate through the whole movie. Sure. Uh, so, and this is just more of that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But Johnny yeah. does give him crap for not, you know, helping Mr. Miyagi with his English. So we get it's that line. Point.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know, it's never crossed my mind, but I'm sure many people have thought that. Why, well, you know, why didn't Daniel correct him all those years? Because
0: like, that's Mr. Miyagi. He's just talking, yeah. you know,
1: he, he's an old wise man. Leave him alone. <laughs> you know, he's he getting by just fine. Um, that's what I would say.
0: I do have to say that I do appreciate the gray hoodie because you can tell just how cold it is in um, Atlanta in January.
1: Oh, how so? Use your imagination i I have none <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it's a little okay. bit nipply out there. Yeah,
1: okay. Oh, did I bring that up in a previous episode and you had a problem with me, making. It? <laughs> oh, wasn't that like the uh, the season four recap, I believe?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: thank Josh for showing us the nips.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, mm-hmm. we cut back to Kenny, who's still playing with Liam. Uh, a good amount of time has passed because Kenny is still working through through those Rice Krispie treats. I uh, had at least four cans of soda and finishing up some microwavable mini pizzas or something.
0: They're Bagel Bites.
1: Oh, OK. There you go.
0: Yeah. Do you do you not recognize those? Do you not like have those in the freezer for your kids?
1: I, I just assumed that they were kind of like uh, those Tostino like mini pizzas or whatever they are.
0: Oh, no, those aren't those, those aren't that small. Yeah, those are bagel baits. But what gets me is the variety of soda he's drinking. He's drinking Mountain Dew and Code Red and Dr. Pepper. And I don't even know what that
1: half blue, half red one is. It's uh, a, you know, soda of the hour, you know? No big
0: deal. Who doesn't have a favorite soda that they drink, you know, constantly? And yeah, two Mountain Dews and a Dr. Pepper. Caffeine content through the roof. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I guess you're right. I, I mean, my wife picks me up a 24-pack of Monster you know, for work, so.
0: Right? So and I, it, I've got like a I case of Diet Mountain Dew next to my desk t- 24-7. You?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kenny pulls up uh, Leah's Instagram, and we find out that her last name is Cabrera. Uh, oh. We also find out that he's being catfished by Anthony and his friends. Uh, And I wrote down that I can't imagine all of them were standing there the whole time, that um, there's junk food there for sure, but a couple unopened soda cans, uh, a small bag of chips, and what appears to be Twizzlers.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's Cheetos and what's that over there? Maybe Smart Foods, Popcorn, Sprite, Blue Powerade, which, according to my kid, is the only flavor that matters.
1: But it's Um, it's like, it's dark, visibly dark now. I mean, I, I think that... Anthony had been playing with him while waiting for them to come over.
0: That is entirely possible. He knows enough about this game.
1: Oh yeah, that I mean, you know he that he played uh, it. He overheard when Leah commented on, on uh, Kenny's uh, Dungeon Lord shirt during PE. Right, right. So yeah, and um, and
0: he's he's played this game.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He, he knows
0: too much about it.
1: He he was faking the funk, as people say. You know, to right. um, Zach and them earlier. So. Um. Let's see. Zach tells Anthony to have him dress up as Mr. Scribblebottoms and to join a cosplay meetup at Balboa Park. Um, I didn't look to see if there's an actual Balboa Park. I just figured it was a nod to Rocky.
0: Yeah, that's what so. I was. That's what I was thinking too. Was it was yeah. just yeah? It was it was Rocky Balboa. Um, but, you know, should have I asked mean, Frank yeah. why there's a thirteen-year-old boy standing there in a Voltaire
1: t-shirt. Unless Voltaire means
0: something different now. Is that a clothing brand?
1: I'm sure it is. Cuz right? to he, me he,
0: Voltaire is a philosopher.
1: I'm I'm sure it's a brand. I mean, you know, Frank talked about how he sees, you know, when he's out and about, he kind of just sees what the you know, the young kids are wearing and tries to dress them like Southern California kids.
0: Okay. So, I I'm didn't sure, I was unaware know. that um that philosophers um I wonder what Anthony's shirt says because all we've seen of his t-shirt is the word off it's visible through the color of his of his pullover, and that's all we see. It's just um, off.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have yeah, – um, yeah, clearly it's not this scene, but I know at one point he's wearing something that says never mind.
0: Yeah, he, he's he got a lot of, like, graphic T-shirts with just words on
1: them. He does. Um, Anthony is giving into peer pressure, but you can see it on his face that he feels bad for uh, going along with this.
0: Yeah, he doesn't like it Yeah, at all.
1: Uh, we not going to stop him,
0: him, but he doesn't like it.
1: Right. Uh, Amanda is at the grocery store, which uh, Amy called Trader Foe, uh, which I found out that is a real place. Not not Trader Foe, but uh, that this grocery store is it's a real store. Um, shout oh. out to Levi, who hosts Karate Kid Fanatics. Uh, he interviewed this gentleman who's uh, stocking the shelves here. Um nice. Amanda drops some cheese, which rolls straight to Crease, who stops to pick it up. Uh, Amanda asks him what he's doing there, and he points out it's Honeycrisp season, which uh, I don't think it actually was.
0: Um, uh, not in January, no. I'm pretty sure that's like October. But you yeah. know, he, he, he the man's got to get his apples. You know, right?
1: He's right. getting up
0: there. Got to get his yeah. apple every day.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, she mentions she knows about the deal he made with Johnny and Daniel, and says she'll make sure he loses. Uh, he questions if that's why she tried to sabotage his student, and this is where she learns about Tori and what's going on at home. Um, he suggests that she might want to leave her alone or deal with the consequences, and reminds her that not all kids are as lucky as hers. Uh, takes a bite out of an apple and seemingly leaves without paying for it.
0: Right? Just more (laughs) criming. The man just crimes everywhere um in, in in addition to the crime of him being there in the first place, um, I don't know how the law is in California. In Illinois, as soon as he went within 300 yards of her, he made the no contact order null and void because he right. violated it.
1: Right. He's saying that she did, but I didn't believe that either.
0: No. In because Illinois, she was, she was he could be arrested. Yeah. 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 He could be arrested for that. That's Uh, violation of his own contact uh, of his own no contact order.
1: Right. Uh, We cut to Daniel knocking on Johnny's door, um, waiting uh, for his. Well, yeah, waiting his training for the day. Uh, He also thinks he's waking him up, but I'd argue Johnny probably never went to sleep planning for this entire day. What do you think?
0: Um. No, I think Johnny slept. But got up early. Yeah, but I. I just I am. Um. You know, this this is uh, much happier. This in this this knocking on the door ends much uh, better than the last time Daniel knocked on Johnny's door.
1: Um I when mean, he ended up
0: putting his foot through it. Oh no, that's the, right, the beer, the beer was yes. the beer was before that, yeah. but we didn't see that. We just for saw that a, from the inside.
1: In. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good point, I guess.
0: Too late for a pop in, that's still cracks me. Yeah. <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> Uh, let's see, we cut to Daniel being unblindfolded in an abandoned factory. Uh, so many questions. Um, one, why uh, blindfold yeah? him? Because, you know, I'm sure at some point they're going to walk out. Is he going to blindfold him again and take him back to the apartment? Or
0: I I, I don't know. I think he just probably wanted to um, unleash the surprise on him all at once. Yeah, But okay, it, it is a very strange thing. Like, Where, okay, first of all, where did Johnny get the headband that came with the season one and two box set DVD? (laughs) Um I assume, yet again, they don't sell those on Amazon in this world. Well, I mean. But that was, that was very, that was very cute. It was, it was strange and bizarre and oh my God, what the fuck? But also very cute. Yeah. And funny.
1: I thought so uh weber industrial uh, is a nod to daniel's original surname uh, for mm-hmm. those who didn't know uh johnny gives an introductory speech about eagle fang to daniel and they begin his training and i love the part where he calls him newark yes yes i love that so where do you think he learned that I mean, at some point I mean they have bonded, right? So they
0: have, but I don't know that Daniel would have gone in depth about, you know, the move out to California. Now, if they had bonded when they were 17, 18 years old, yeah, sure, he probably would have told him. But Daniel's home now is California. Um I don't think Lucille even I think Lucille lives somewhere in California. I don't think she right. lives in New Jersey anymore. Yeah. Um I think she she eventually came back. They haven't told us where Lucille lives, but I don't know that this would have come up in conversation. Yeah. Um this has to be something where he found out where Daniel was from roughly the same time Allie did.
1: Okay. Or perhaps
0: yeah. before because who told Allie where Daniel right. was from?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he bonded with any of the other cobras, and then they told Johnny. Like, right? I I, I do kind of agree with you. Like, I, I feel that Johnny heard it from somebody else offhand, and not directly from from Daniel.
0: Right, right. And I mean, the only person that we ever saw Daniel tell where he was from was Freddie.
1: Huh. Okay. Interesting.
0: So maybe Freddie told them both.
1: Could be. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, many questions. Yes. Um, we cut to Kenny arriving at Boboa Park, uh, finds out that he's been set up by Anthony and his friends. Um, they all come out filming him in, in an attempt to prevent them from posting the video. Kenny accidentally knocks Anthony's phone down uh, by breaking it. Now, I didn't catch the screen right before it fell, but do you? I mean, I, I don't know if you have it up right now, but um, yeah. do you remember if it looked like it posted before it uh, dropped?
0: um let me see
1: because you know we we do see later on in, in the episode that um you know the the video is being shared and stuff so i don't know if the other kids posted what they had or um, oh he could have been thing. live
0: streaming it too
1: oh you're right yeah yeah, yeah. Oof, that's a good yeah one. he could have been okay.
0: that could have been the end of a of a the abrupt end of a live stream right
1: right that actually that that makes sense um he tells them that he wasn't trying to break it; that they were being assholes. And we get a similar moment here, like when Miguel was being picked on by Kyler and his friends in the very first episode. Um, the kids are—they're bad here. Uh, Marcus rips off Kenny's tail uh, and holds him still while Zach kicks him and Slade elbows him. Pretty brutal uh, for that, for their age.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, and again, pretty reminiscent of uh, the Halloween fight as well. Um yes. with the the other cobras getting their their uh their strikes in, their hits in here. Um, I feel for Anthony in this entire situation. I I feel or not for Anthony, rather for Kenny. Um because Anthony just stands there. Like he knows it's wrong and he knows he should stop it, but he's mad, but he doesn't want to do this, but he's going to anyway. And right. Griffin's, uh, here's, let's talk about someone else's facial acting. Griffin is expressing all of this without saying a single word. Right. Um,
1: His hesitation is kid's amazing. Yeah, this kid is
0: is amazing. This kid is going to be a star. I think so. He is really good.
1: If you guys go back, for those that missed it, um, the episode where uh, Kristen Baldwin of Entertainment Weekly joined me, for our top five things that we didn't expect, my number one was Griffin's um, portrayal of Anthony in season four. Like, I just, I was so surprised by it. We had no idea uh, what his story was going to be, um, you know, the, in, involving Kenny or or anything. And so, like, I was blown away by what they gave him and and, and how Griffin pulled it off by being the same kid we've known since season one.
0: Exactly. He and Dallas both, um, yeah. you know, 13, 14-year-old kids who are putting nuance into their performance. Like, were they born with this ability? Where did they learn this?
1: Yeah, I mean, just uh, a talented just crew, you know. they Crazy talented. Being, yeah, being other, uh, being around other talented people, you know, it, it, it rubs off. You know?
0: Right, and once again, especially with the long hair and the kind of feathered thing he's got going on, looks so much like Ralph did on 8 is Enough.
1: Yeah, I believe you.
0: Disturbingly.
1: jeremy something disturbing
0: yeah jeremy andretti
1: there you go uh they egg anthony on to show them his moves and hesitation allows kenny to get free and run off uh we got a call back to the first movie where daniel was being chased by the cobra cobras across the field but here kenny is able to jump over the fence and get away yes Um, we see him hiding in the dumpster next to a blue bike probably a stupid bike that some kid hated uh, uh-huh. yes. I saw a uh, behind-the-scenes pic that the inside of the dumpster was actually shot on a set and not at the park.
0: Oh, well, yeah. thank God. Because they, you know <laughs> I, I'm glad to find out they didn't throw this this child in a dumpster full of real trash. I mean, that's that's obviously not a real banana peel he's, he's laying on. Um, one of the things that actually made me giggle, this is not a scene to giggle at,
1: yeah. but
0: the other four didn't even try to jump the fence. They right. immediately started looking for a way to go through it.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're maybe so they're not lazy. athletic. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe, not, maybe not lazy, but I, I think um, of the of these kids here, I, I think Kenny's just the most most athletic.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, know, I, he, I do wonder, though, why did they all change clothes before so they went to the park? Like, none of them have the same clothes on.
1: You know, is this where he's uh, Anthony's wearing Nevermind?
0: mind. Yes.
1: Oh, uh, oh th- this is the day after, that's why.
0: Oh, okay, because I thought it was that same night.
1: Yeah, when when, uh, when Zach told Anthony to tell him to go to Balboa Park, he he tells him to um, have him go there tomorrow night, is what he oh, says. Oh, that's
0: right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah we um, got Fila, we got Vans, we got Breaker, whatever that is, and then the Nevermind hoodie.
1: Fila I wore at their age.
0: Um, that looks a lot like the Fila jackets I remember from the 80s, too.
1: And I was one of those kids that was rocking the Fila uh, sliders, which I feel they might have started that trend to wear sliders. There was, like, black and navy.
0: That trend and needs to go feeling.
1: away. Uh, I have a pair of Jordan sliders now. I mean, what's wrong with sliders?
0: Dudes wear them with shorts and socks. That's They're what's wrong with them. are not supposed
1: to. I mean, you could wear them with shorts. You're really not supposed to wear them with, with socks. But, you know, if you're an athlete, it's very... It's nice to, you know, kick off those shoes after a game or, you know, after a scrimmage or whatever and just throw in some sliders.
0: Uh,
1: It's nice and comfy.
0: It's so goofy.
1: Uh, We got to Johnny and Daniel at a hockey game. Uh, Judging by the jerseys, looks like TB3 is playing with Frank Helmer and a few of the riders. Um, Right. (laughs) um, Unbeknownst to Daniel, this is part of training. Uh, Daniel points out one of the players was spearing, to which Johnny shouts out to the ref. Uh, this causes said player to be thrown in the penalty box, and while there, Johnny instigates and Daniel de-escalates, so he thinks. He thinks. And I love that the hammer—you uh, know—that's the nickname of um, one player, Ham H A M M. He refers Johnny as his boyfriend.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, the, the, the boyfriend, lover boy. Um, and, the hammer and gets it. He gets it. Yeah, yeah. He ships Larusso.
1: Yeah, he he knows he knows what's up, right? Uh, the game ends, and as they're leaving, Johnny points out that the team didn't win because they played better defense. Is because they beat the crap out of the other team. Uh, Daniel replies he's not going to change uh, his stripes. He just has a better understanding of what goes in that head of his. Uh, continues to respect Eagle Fang the way he respects a madman with a nuke. <laughs> That's a good line.
0: Um, it is a good line. I Watching watching this scene, watching them you know, walk across the lobby... Um, as they as they leave the arena, um, it dawned on me that I could watch these two walk toward the camera for 10 hours. Uh, two seasons of just these two walking around talking and that's, I'm
1: here. That's a lot. That's a lot of walking. I would prefer our previous uh, version of this was where um, Johnny joins Daniel on a flight to Okinawa.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it actually yeah. is. It's 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 all them in a confined space where they can't get away from each other. And what do they
1: right. do? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. They run into the hammer and a few other players, uh, one of which who came out with a hockey stick. Um, Johnny disappears. And these guys really get under Daniel's skin. And he strikes first. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down, shouldn't talk about another man's wife.
0: Dope. Do not say things about Amanda.
1: Yeah, I do find funny that uh, one of the guys is like, oh, "I'll have the backseat all to myself." So like, you're just you by yourself. I mean, see, he's not talking about about another man's wife. <laughs> I thought that was um, funny. no,
0: totally talking about another man's wife. I mean, um, just like
1: his words, like li- literally his words is like, "I have the backseat all to myself."
0: Yeah, no, that's not what he meant.
1: I, I I get it, but just the words alone, you know?
0: Okay, the words alone,
1: like. Him in the backseat um, by himself. I know he'll have it all to himself, excluding them.
0: I, I do have to say, you know, throughout this, Daniel is trying to de-escalate. He's trying to remain calm, trying to be Daniel. You know, he's being the very Daniel of it all. Yes. Um, and he goes from pretty to holy fuck hot in about second and a half.
1: But I mean you you saw that earlier too when he was punching them balls.
0: Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> punching the baseballs out of midair, climbing. He didn't chain. have to throw in
1: baseballs. I mean oh, what I said was yes. fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, punching balls.
1: <laughs> Which he wasn't blocking. He was hitting them.
0: And and I have gone through like I I told Joe and Lou on this when we when we interviewed them and it's the honest to god truth i had gone through this entire fight sequence with a fine tooth comb
1: okay
0: i do not see mark anywhere
1: i i don't remember their response or whatever but i mean i, I think the, the, yeah, there this was there mostly was, ralph
0: yeah that 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 um he did the whole fight from every angle um i remember them saying that that he he did every move here um, they didn't know for sure whether any of them were interspersed with Mark, but Mark's hair is different. I mean, they would try Ralph's. to make it
1: similar. Yeah. They, yeah. No, they try I, to I make it.
0: To. Yeah. They they do try to make it similar, but Mark's hair is a little bit fluffier on top. Um, and it, I, I, ha- I don't see him anywhere. I,
1: this I is haven't all seen Ralph. M- right. I, I haven't seen Mark in all of season four. Like I, I feel even during the fight scenes, it's most, mostly solo. And for those that are kind of scratching your head, Mark um has doubled for Ralph and Sholo the last, uh, at least the last couple seasons. I know he doubled Ralph in season two. Yes. Um, I think he didn't start uh, um, doubling Sholo until season three. But there's an interview with him as well uh, from last May. Um, yeah, I I feel these are mostly the the actors themselves. Very very little of it we actually see like the the their doubles. Um, right. Yeah. So Johnny comes back uh, after Daniel kicks all their asses. Uh, he has a pretzel and compliments him. Uh, when questioned where he was, Johnny explains the best defense of all, of all karate. And he'll be there uh, as he chops right. on the pretzel.
0: Right. And then Daniel's reaction, just watching him walking away. And then when he when he turns his, his head and his face, you can see it. He's like, that
1: little shit. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that is the expression on his face. Yep. Um... But he can't argue with it. He can't either.
1: he can't he I mean, like Amy said, like he, you know, like he was listening. he he learned something. Don't be right? it. He did. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't there
1: exactly. i I, I, I know it kind of takes away from that punchline. Um I would love like some extra footage of like seeing Johnny waiting in line, keep looking over as Daniel's fighting, and then like him ordering a pretzel and then Daniel fighting. And then, like him paying for the uh, for for the pretzel, taking and <laughs> uh, then walking back,
0: a pretzel purchase, Daniel kicking yeah. ass montage.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kind of cutting back and forth of it actually happening. Uh, I, I think I think it would be just as funny, but I, again, I think it takes a little bit away from from that punchline at the end.
0: Ah, uh, possibly, yeah. But uh, still, I would see. like to see it too.
1: Yeah. Uh, at La Russo Auto, Amanda asks Anish to keep Louis away from the DoYona reps. Uh, suggests to lock him in the closet. Uh, then we see Tori entering, holding a bag of groceries, looking for someone. Um, uh, Amanda's response of, oh, shit, Rory's a noosh. Uh, Tori walks up to Amanda and drops the bag at her feet and confronts her about leaving the bag at her doorstep. Um, and again, I, I said it earlier, this is not a good color on, on Amanda.
0: No. No, I mean, it's very condescending.
1: I don't think she she aggressive. didn't
0: mean it that way. She meant to help, but I mean, what is she gonna do with this big bunch of cilantro and a half a dozen apples?
1: Yeah, I mean, I that I can't answer that question. But w- what Amanda did was because, like, the last time they saw each other, like, she was the reason that Tori lost her job. So the right. only way she was to trying try to. to- Help Fix her without it. actually seeing her was this, but like, this is not, this is not it.
0: No, this is not it. Super cringy. Yes.
1: Give uh, her kudos
0: for trying, but
1: Maybe, no. definitely worse than Miguel's, oh yeah, you know, went on the date with the, you know, his first love, uh, you know. I, I think this tops that.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love Anoush trying to quote Gandhi in the face of, you know, karate, everything right. he really does need to start wearing b p e to work every day.
1: he should um let's see. Amanda tries to deescalate and ask her to go into the office, and Tori says, no, they're talking there, and I think that's fair because, um you know, like we mentioned earlier, it, Tori didn't have that option when Amanda visited her earlier right um I do like you Tori. did this to
0: me at my job. I'll do this to you here at yours,
1: right. Uh, t- um, I like that Tori threatens to snap Anoush in half like a pencil. That's funny. Um, uh,
0: then which, as she, as she has every right to do if he touches her.
1: Sure. Uh, and, let's see, Amanda says she wants it to be over, and Tori assumes, assures her to not worry and that it will be over soon when she humiliates Sam in front of everyone at the All Valley. mm mm-hmm. uh, Thanks her for lighting a fire under her and that she needed it. Kicks the bag as she storms off, and yeah, Anush also asks um, if if they need to call the cops. Uh, Amanda says no, and also not to do mention it to Daniel. Probably right. because she wants to try to take care of it um, by herself first before involving Daniel.
0: Yeah, I I don't think she wants him to know that uh, she confronted Tori at all. Okay. Um, and she definitely would not want him to know that it blew up in her face as badly as it did. But then we also find out, uh, this, you know, what, five episodes down the road, that she had a very good reason for not wanting Daniel to find out what she was doing.
1: Right. It, it will come um,
0: back. Right. Just, uh, for now, suffice it to say, Daniel is not the only one who's been keeping secrets from his wife. Right. Or his
1: spouse. So, correct. Uh, we cut to Kenny uh, walking through the hallways as kids are laughing at him. Um, this poor and,
0: boy, my, yep. I just, my heart just shatters for him. Dallas is phenomenally acting this. Just, yeah. Oh God.
1: I mean, I just want to what? hug him. I, I, I can't imagine it, it being that difficult um, for that age to imagine. This really happening to you, right? Right. So I, I think right. a lot of kids they probably have faced something not maybe similar, but like they can understand, um, you know, the entire school like laughing at you for something embarrassing, and so yeah.
0: Right, and then he I'm looks at to, Leah. Yeah, like like hoping that maybe you know she would, but she's not even looking at him. She's completely clueless about what's going on in the hallway around her. She's just talking to her friend, walking down the hallway, going to class. You know he's trying to reach out, but he's too uh, shy or too afraid to open his mouth about it. So, right.
1: um, we hear a voiceover of Kenny talking about how his time at his new school is miserable. Uh, talks about how he gets chased and beat up, and doesn't think that it's going to stop. And he doesn't know how he's going to keep going. Uh, mentions one of them even knows karate. I mean, I know they keep telling Anthony to bust moves and stuff like that, but he's never really seen it, so I guess he just believes it as well.
0: Yeah, he Um, just he just believes it. Um, And
1: I guess this this is kind of to like what Amy was mentioning in the synopsis that you know the gullible Kenny, you know, he he has
0: he's right, right. Well, and he he yeah, he 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 gave in to the catfish attempt, and you know, rather than being suspicious because he never imagined that they would you know follow him home with it. Um, and then we've got Zach with the epic milk carton toss,
1: right? Which we talk about that in a upcoming interview. So, you, by the time you're hearing this, the interview will be out within a couple days. So, yep. Uh, with uh, with Brock Duncan who plays Zach. So, yeah. Um, let's see. We get a reveal of Kenny visiting his brother Sean in juvie, who he tells uh, him that he knows a guy that can help and yep. stick it's basically,
0: yeah. I got you. I yeah. got you.
1: I know. Yeah. Ex- I know someone who knows karate too.
0: The way that Sean laughs, I I I love okay so much. Yeah. Um And I really really hope that I know he's busy with Ezekiel. Um. But From I. Walking Dead. Yeah. I I really really. Elijah? Or Elijah. Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Not Ezekiel. Um. I really hope that. Um. At, at some point in the near future that Sean is released and maybe we get okay following Robbie to Eagle Fang?
1: Who knows? Who knows? That Who? would,
0: be, and, but, you know, if he goes there, then he's going to pull Kenny out of Cobra Kai. So would he, would he go with Robbie or would he go with Kenny? Because, you know, th- th- things get complicated. In the last episode of the season, so I don't know where exactly Sean would land.
1: It, I mean, complicated is an understatement because with his brother out, d- does he continue with karate? Because will he still need it? You know, so that that's going to be an interesting, um, you know, story dynamic there to kind of keep an eye on in season five.
0: It will be if it, if, it, if it even comes up, but I mean. Right. Uh, Yeah, he's still going to need it to a certain extent. I mean, he's not going to want to be the reason his brother goes to jail again.
1: Yeah. And, Um, And who knows? And you saying that makes me think, well, maybe Sean does enroll into one of the schools because he doesn't want to go back to. I mean, but that's how he got into juvie. Yeah,
0: was protecting Kenny.
1: Right. So it's not whether, I mean, if he got his ass beat, he would have ended up in juvie, right? So, right. Yeah. Again, he won. it will be. He won the fight. Right, right, He also right.
0: kicked the living shit out of Robbie the first time they fought.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, also, he's a lot bigger, too. So, this is uh, true.
0: I Those mean, shoulders know, do not stop.
1: I, I know there's like uh, this great poster and, and gif and meme of Yoda, you know, size matters not, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does.
0: Yes, sometimes it does.
1: So, um, yeah, a great, a great episode. A lot of um, things to really love from this one, uh, really.
0: Uh, as I said when we interviewed uh, Joe and Luan, according to my husband, no episode of Cobra Kai will ever entertain him as much as this one did. Um, he, he was like, okay, this is it. I can stop here. I don't have to watch the rest of the season. And I'm like, no, you do. And he was like, but this was the best episode. And I'm like... Yeah, but, <laughs> um, and I do have to say that despite my track record of always falling on Michael Jonathan Smith episodes as my favorites for the season, mm-hmm. this year, Joe and Luan pulled it off and this is my episode of the season.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm a hard 408, which is the same writers. So Joe and Lewan for for 408, absolutely.
0: There. Hey, look, they won. They yeah. won the best writer awards.
1: I yeah, I mean, for I'm, both of us. Yay. I'm not. I'm not I'm, oh. Look, I'm I'm gonna say 408 is my favorite episode. I'm I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody. Right. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. They're all on I, the same
0: team. You know, Michael had Michael had the had that you know it, Michael was my heart for three seasons running. So now I got to make a little room, give a little love, Joe and Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. So we do have one email that I did mention in the previous episode that we can uh, get to because we're it was super late then when we recorded that episode, and we're kind of running out of energy and, and time. So we'll um, get to this interview. So I'll read it, and then we'll give our thoughts here. It's kind of lengthy, so, so sit back a little bit here. Okay. Um, this is from Callie. She uh, emailed a week after season four dropped. Um, She says, so I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. It feels nice to have people who don't hate Daniel because I think that happens a lot in the fandom. And I consider myself to be a huge Daniel LaRusso apologist, LOL. Can't wait for more as you go. Uh, Wait, can't wait for more as you go through episodes. Also, I hope it's okay to spiel all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the show, but one of its weaknesses, I think, is I feel they explore everyone else's trauma well, but Daniels. They just assume we have all we we have seen all three of the Karate Kid movies, so the audience will know or have enough of it, um, have of it thought out. They'll understand why he acts the way he does a lot of the time about Cobra Kai. That isn't about his rivalry with Johnny. Uh, it just gets thrown in as little breadcrumbs. But not delving into Daniel's perspective is kind of insulting and just makes his character come off poorly. Like Daniel, doubling down on Miyagi-Do makes so much sense when you consider the fact that they just ran into Silver for the first time in 35 years. A man who left a lot of trauma and brainwashed him to where it nearly destroyed his relationship with Miyagi, the most important person in his life. Everyone gets their own way of showing their trauma and the fans feel sympathy. Sam struggling with her PTSD, Tori's home life, Johnny's trauma with Crease and how it shaped him, Silver and Kreese, Vietnam flashbacks to understand them. Amanda's backstory was met with sympathy when telling it to Daniel, whereas we see the tail end of Daniel telling his story to Johnny and it's met with a joke about him just going to the qualifying round. Like all that, and that's the most important part, I get it was used for humor, but it sweeps away Daniel's trauma. Uh, even flashbacks. Johnny has his sad edit with sad music. Uh, Daniels is met with upbeat music, just showing Silver and Creep being batshit. Now I know the next Friday Kid was a... Wait. No. Uh, now I know the Credit Kid 3 was a weak movie, but it was part of the franchise and part of the verse in the show. And while Silver was such an OTT villain over the top, Mm-hmm. They had to explain his behavior away with revenge and cocaine. They still did some real fucked up shit to Daniel. Two grown men fucking with a 17-year-old boy for shits and giggles. And it wasn't just what Silver did when he had Daniel in his clutches. It's how he set up a scene of uh, of events to get Daniel to trust him and come to him in Cobra Kai. I applaud the show for letting us see it from Johnny's perspective, albeit pretty flawed from his retelling of things, but it fleshes him out and makes him more human. It's a shame the writers just expect everyone to know the movies and barely delve into how it affected. Uh, always sorry to vent, and I do hope you all have a good weekend. Stay safe. So, um, thank you, Callie, for that um, that email. Uh, so, yeah, what do, you, what do you think? Do you think they don't really necessarily handle Daniel's trauma as well as they do everyone else's?
0: Um, first of all, Callie, thank you for the email. Um... And thank you for the compliments. Um, Yes, I I agree with every
1: word. Yeah, she's she's kind of right. I mean, I I I really do. Yeah, yeah, Um,
0: yeah. we've seen the movies, and if you you know you watch those movies, and from one to the other is the the impression that you get is that Daniel is just like this remarkably super well-adjusted 16 you know 15 16 a couple days into 17 year old boy who um by the time that his uh foray into the you know his, his his appearances in the trilogy are done um people have tried to murder him no less than five times um and have beaten him to within an inch of his life more than once, and he doesn't like have PTSD from it. Or if he does, he doesn't show it.
1: Right, um, just just like when um, Silver walks into the into the backyard, Miyagi exactly right? like he's upset, but then we but that's it. You know exactly.
0: We then get that. We get that 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 one shot where he looks far more pissed off. Than scared. Um, he looked more frightened of Crease when Crease was back there hitting the heavy bag than he did of Terry Silver walking around that fence exactly the way he did 35 years before. Daniel should have been absolutely petrified at that. And he wasn't. It, it, we get uh, Terry looming over him at Nestor's. And Daniel just gets mad. There's, there's no, and I know that Ralph can pull this off. He can put fear under the anger and there's no fear there. And the scene at the bar with Johnny, that is my least favorite scene of probably the entire four seasons. because my gut has always told me that when daniel told johnny that story that johnny was going to be
1: livid right
0: and all he got out of it was that daniel went straight to the finals like did you stop listening at that point or did you not listen to anything he said before right that's not. Yeah, they played it for laughs, but that's not the way I have always believed Johnny would react to that.
1: Yeah, and you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll get something in season five. That's already wrapped, you know. Um, and but, but also, like to kind of what she's saying, if that does happen, why all the way till season five before we get that? You know. So yeah, it, it's not something I've ever really thought about. But, um, I think... Oh, I, I,
0: I think about it all the time. I oh, really sure. do.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I am in that... I don't know if it's a majority... Maybe it is a majority. I, I'm in that majority where it's like, yeah, I've seen the movies, and I am those people that she's referring to. Like, um, I I, I don't know if I've needed it, but I get it. You know what I mean? Like, like what they're showing us, like, I, I kind of just roll with the punches there, but, um... It it, right. just, it affects me a little bit differently, but but what she says, like it has made me like, oh okay, wow, I you know what? Not only did I not think about that, she is yeah, absolutely making valid points here and gave great examples of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we saw the trauma happen to him. We saw him become a traumatized teenage boy. We've never seen him deal with it. Yeah. Never the The third right. movie ended with him hugging Mr. Miyagi and jumping up and down. Do we really think that his psyche was fixed after as broken as it was for the majority of the movie before that?
1: Yeah, no, like, there's
0: fallout somewhere right. there has to
1: be, and I'm sure they have their reasons or whatever, but also um you know it's you know the 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 episodes are edited you know by by Zach and um Zach Arnold and. Uh, I don't know if Zach Arnold's the only editor. I feel there's at least two editors, but it could be a number of things as to like, maybe maybe we're not necessarily getting that narrative. And I don't know if it's specific to be left out or, or played a certain way, you know?
0: I don't know. I just, i I keep telling myself, you know, oh, it's in the background. And, you know, I know that his why they gave him flashbacks of Johnny when he saw the Cobra Kai sign, that's probably what plays into everyone thinking that he's, you know, got this horrible prejudice against Johnny. It's not against Johnny. He it's told not, him that it wasn't Johnny. He told him that in the first episode.
1: Yeah, at the very end there, at Um,
0: It has nothing to do with Johnny. It is yeah. all about the words Cobra Kai.
1: Right. It's uh, it's It's all behind us now right is that what he says or it's we're we're all better without it is what he says i think i
0: don't blame you for what happened back in the day
1: right that
0: was cobra kai that wasn't you we're all better off without it
1: there you go that's the quote yeah so right there in the first episode so um yeah she she actually like uh emailed back and just apologized for its lengthiness and what have you i go no 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 you know i appreciate it We're, we're gonna read it and we're gonna talk about it so um for those that are wondering, like, if you email us, we're going to read it. We I, we used to solicit, um, you know, for feedback and stuff, but it got really overwhelming, as you can imagine. And again, when sometimes we record so late, right. it's, it's difficult to get through all of those. So I stopped putting out posts, asking for them. But if you email or send in a voicemail, we're going to play it or read it. So... I just, oh,
0: yeah. There were there were times that the feedback portion of the episode was as long as the episode review.
1: Correct. I mean, look, and our buddies, Jeremy and Mikey over at Cobra Guys, you see their episodes, uh, season four episodes are all over three hours because they're basically reviews and emails. And um, that's the other reason that I kind of didn't want to put out for emails, because a lot of people are saying very similar things, and mm-hmm. i feel bad if I skip somebody over just because somebody else already had made a point, you know? Right. So, it's kind of just one of those things that I was just like, maybe it's just best that we don't do that, because I don't want to be reading, like, 10 people saying, no, be there. You know? It's like, I, we, we get it, you know? It's right. super hilarious line, but then, like, we're just beating the, you know, what's the expression? The dead horse? Yeah, thing. beating the dead horse. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, but but we'll welcome it. You know, if if you guys want to put something out, um, I just I, I don't want people recapping the review or uh, the episode as well because we've had that in the past too, where people are literally recapping what we just reviewed. So um, you know, if um, you guys have, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, you finish. No, no I was just gonna say if um, if you guys like like this, this was a great e- example of. I don't want to say people send bad emails, but like this. Um, was a really good discussions, you know, based mm-hmm. on uh, so, uh, some of her observations from all four seasons, and uh, so I, I exactly really enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, I just, I'm also yeah. gonna
0: say, Callie, I want you to look me up on Twitter if you haven't already, Brianna25, because I think you and I should join forces. We need to start <laughs> a Justice for Daniel campaign. Um, you know, people I started it
1: already, don't they? Uh, uh, Justice for Daniel. I mean, okay. Well, that specifically, maybe not. But like, I feel like no. It's justice for
0: Johnny nonsense.
1: But 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 isn't there something that you mentioned, like in our last review or something, something about Daniel or? Yeah, when I well when
0: when I was when I was talking to Frank, I was talking about Ah. the let Daniel wear red again hashtag.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, continue with um your your other contacts and stuff. Uh, since you're already on that. For, for wrapping that? up the episode. You, you already told her Brianna 25.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we might I was like, I what? Yeah. My other contacts? I don't know anybody. <laughs> My name is Brianna 25, and I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, where I make music videos, fanfiction.net, archive of our own, where I post a silly little story. My email address is brianna25 at gmail.com, and we have a phone number, 424-Cobra84, 424-Cobra84, Leave us a voicemail.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, since we're kind of like doing all sorts of things that we haven't done um, in quite a while, we do have another, um, uh, um, what is it called, iTunes review here that uh, I had not read. Um, so let's see here. This was January 16th from CKFan27. The um, the subject is, yikes, one star uh, CK Fan 27 says this is a difficult podcast to listen to. The interviews are decent, but the episode recaps go off on loose tangents. They get details wrong, talk over each other and leave me wondering did they even take notes. So, did I read that before is that new to you? Oh, well,
0: no, that's not new to me. I, I mean, I think you showed it to me. It's not new to me. Um, yes, we talk over each other. It yes, is we one go of on the tangents. things. Yes, we do go on tangents. Um, we're better about not talking over each other when we're on camera with each other, which we can't always be um yeah. because you know we can see each other and know when the- we're gonna talk um I challenge them to say what details I've ever gotten wrong though
1: yeah i mean if if that's true then it sounds like they listen to enough to 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 maybe have that opinion, but you know it is your opinion um. We appreciate the review still. And we hope that uh, others, you know, also uh, chime in or, you know, give us a a star rating, which you feel we deserve, because any of it does help us out, good or bad. So,
0: right. And if you don't like us, don't give us five stars. Um, And if you don't like us, thank you. Actually, CK fan, thank you for telling us why. Yeah. because most I mean, people just hit the dislike button or whatever and don't tell us what we're doing wrong so thank you
1: right so uh, we do appreciate your honesty and and why you gave us the one star so uh, yeah. rather than just doing the one star and like not telling us how we could imp- improve so exactly. um we at least hear you so um you know appreciate you checking out our decent interviews and such so uh, as i mentioned at the top of the show paley center or paley fest rather Uh, 2022 is coming up in April. There are many other shows that will be included in the lineup. Um, So look those up if uh, you're interested in anything other than Cobra Kai, which will be on April the 8th, uh, Friday, 7.30 p.m. So if you are interested in a possible meetup, which more than likely will happen, just details are not quite ironed out, uh, follow me on the social medias. We have a group page. You can find that in our show notes. But on Twitter, we are Cobra Kai Pod at Cobra Kai Pod rather, and at Cobra Kai Companion Companion with the K on Instagram. Give me a follow there, and as I um, schedule things or have any kind of details, I'll post them. And uh, if you follow us, you'll you'll see those. So, you know, thank you guys uh, as always for your continued support. And until the next episode, nice moves, new kid. What do you call that? The loser limbo.
0: Boo. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: haven't you done enough princess?